After a long couple months, we are finally back. Uh, today's podcast, we just kind of want to talk about music we've been listening to, some things that have recently happened, and just just kind of shoot the breeze, just talking about country music today. We don't have a guest or anything, so I mean, without further ado, Cole, what have you been listening to in these past couple months we haven't shoot. been recording? It's been forever since we've done one of these. Uh, you and I have been so busy with school i mean i graduated started my master's you're still yeah I, chugging I'm along but still in school just got a full-time job during the summer and then a part-time job when school starts back up so i'm interning right now so yeah we've been a little busy our last uh the last one was colby aka was our last uh podcast Jeez, when was that that was like mid-january you're kidding oh yeah i remember oh, i was at your house for it i remember that yeah, well, I mean, gosh, it's been so long, but this summer, really, I've listened to a ton of Flatland Calvary. I mean, they had their new album that dropped, um, I think it was beginning July 2nd, so I've been listening to that a bunch this last month, and then I've really been listening to them all summer, I, all of it. I love their music. No Shade of Green's probably one of my favorite songs by them. That's a good one. But I, they have so many fantastic ones. February Snow um summertime love like the list just goes on and on I, I played them so much lately have you ever listened to the lead singer Cleto Cordero have you ever listened to his girlfriend Caitlin Butts no you should you should li listen to her uh she she just dropped a she dropped a song with him uh called how lucky am I really and it's really good she she's the one that's in uh a life where we work out okay yeah that's her she's you should check her out she's really good i want to say she's on the new album too possibly i think she is yeah i i haven't listened to that one as much as you oh, you're missing out there who okay here here's a question if you had to guess your spotify rap right now for 2021 like if it was the end of the year right now who who would you have oh flatland it, it's yeah, gonna be like flatland. Who, who would you be like your top five you um flatland um Probably some Riley Green up there. Really been listening to his uh, newest little album, EP, whatever you want to call it. Um, Eric Church is going to be on there somewhere. Uh -huh. Probably Cody Jinx then. And then, oh, shoot, a fifth one. That's tough. Mike and the Moon Pies? Ah, they haven't released anything new lately. Yeah. They're coming out with a new album August 10th, though. Yeah. I'm really excited about that, but they, with no new music, I kind of like backed off a little bit. But. That's how I, well, I mean, that's, because I think this, this 2021, depending next, next month or so, I don't think this, I think this will be the first year Cody Jinx isn't my number one, but it depends on how good his, his depends on how November goes for him. Yeah. He, I think you said he's dropping songs at the end of August, mm -hmm. right? Or is yeah. he dropping the album? I can't remember. No, the albums aren't coming out till like October, November. Okay. So we won't get those till later this year, but I think, I think for that one, for his metal album, I'm going to like it as long as it's not like Screamo or something like that. Yeah. That, then that'll, that'll turn me off. Kind of like I was, I was open to Sturgill's Sound and Fury, 
but that just that album wasn't <laughs> wasn't for me i'll just say yeah. that i guess i would say my fifth um person probably be ko wetzel okay i've listened to him a lot yeah. i like to listen to his music when i'm at the gym or something like that especially some of the more like upbeat ones that he has I don't know. I kind of like his sad stuff. Like, Oh, I know. Yeah. I love them. Outcast and drunk driving. If I'm at the gym, I listen to the more like upbeat ones. Like I love grave digger. Um, I'm done. Uh, songs I can drink to like, he's just got quite a few that, uh, I don't know, really just kind of fire me up at the gym. Yeah. But what, uh, what would be your top five? Well, okay. So I started off the year really, really heavy in the culture wall yeah i and, know that <laughs> and it, it's probably carried up until like june or july so like recently i've been changing it up um i would say right now i've been listening to a lot of co a lot of sturgill mm-hmm. but not like not like the bluegrass albums like a lot of this like older stuff yeah i've been listening to a lot of that um, like which album specifically meta meta modern sounds oh, okay yeah like the promise mm-hmm. i really like that song it's a cover but i think he does a really good job on it um riley green as well me and cole went to go see him on the third of july oh dude that was awesome so we had a good time there he yeah he, one thing I, I i never had anything against riley green or anything like that and I always thought he made country music, like real country music. But the thing that like really like made me like him a lot is when he had the nerve to perform In Color by Jamie Johnson. Because I feel like a lot of the people that listen to country radio won't know that song. Mm-hmm. And so him playing that, I was like, okay, this this guy, I can tell he actually listens to the real stuff, like real country music. Yeah. I That concert was so much fun. Yeah, when he played In Color, that was incredible. Um, what kind of like I had to laugh at, and you talked about it when we were driving home that night. Um, so in his song, I Wish Grandpa's Never Died, uh, he talks about how he wish every uh, one knew the words to Mama Tried. Yeah. And then he played it later on that night. Just he didn't play the whole song. He played like the first verse and then the chorus, I think is what it was. Can't remember exactly. But I like you looked around, there weren't that many people singing it. And oh, I just yeah. had a kick out of it because everyone was singing those that part of the song and i wish grandpa's never died and then he starts cranking out mama tried later on and people were like what what is this <laughs> exactly yeah but and then remember he did cold 45 yeah that was he literally transitioned from i wish or from mama tried into cold 45 yeah and uh, it kind of threw me for a loop there for a second but what he did like it worked out it was actually really cool yeah <laughs> i i enjoyed that never thought that you'd mix too. those two songs together like that but hey he he made it work I don't know who else have I been listening to. I, I I've kind of just been floating around a little bit with that like scene, kind of like Cole Wetzel, Colby Cooper, Parker McCollum, and then um, a little bit of Cody Johnson. I've been listening to. Um, I love the um, two songs he released earlier this year, um, probably like June or so. It was "Till You Can't" mm-hmm. and uh, "Longer Than She Did." I think one that's getting overlooked is uh, Sad Songs and Waltzes. You like that one? Yeah, that's a Willie Nelson song, I believe, though. Oh, isn't he in it with him? Yeah, he is, but that's a, originally a Willie Nelson song, so, yeah. I like that one, but I think those two, uh, Till You Can't and Longer Than She Did, are, if they're on his upcoming double albums, those are going to be the two biggest hits that he's got on there. Because Till You Can't, that's such, like, it just puts off such a good message of just, you know, don't, don't wait to 
do these things with the people you love like don't wait to fix up the car with your dad or with your grandpa don't wait to go fishing with your dad don't wait to put a ring on uh your lady's finger or something like that it's just you're just talking about all these messages like just don't wait just if you're ready or if you can do it now just do it don't wait what is your what is your opinion on double albums because it's kind of been a trend lately okay yeah so we're gonna get into this um it depends on it for me um some people like if you do it well it's really awesome but who's who, who's one that has done it well do you think <sighs> I can't even think of it off the top of my head. I don't like it, but obviously someone who has done it well, and I'm, once again, I want to stress, I don't like the album, is Morgan Wallen's Dangerous. I can't like, say I listen to it. I, I, I don't, like, I've just heard it because, like, people play it at parties and stuff, but that's, every time I look at the country charts, that's, like, top albums on iTunes, that's, like, at the top, like, top five albums, and that was a double album. I, I it's worked for him. Can't say it's, I like it, but, uh, who else has done it i'm trying to think who else has done a double album there's been a lot of announcements of double albums yeah so i the obvious one we want to talk about is eric church you are not a fan of his double album no i want to argue that yes i don't like that he did a double album i really like the album heart though i think there's some fantastic songs on that one i'm not the biggest fan of soul and you bought Anne. I bought all three of yeah. them. So okay. technically his is a triple album. Yeah. But the middle one and was only for his like church choir members. Um, and that one only comes in vinyl. Can't say I've listened to that one too much. I like heart soul just, man, I cannot get into it. There's only like two songs off there that I really like to listen to hell of a view and Leonard Skinner Jones. Leonard really, Skinner. Those are the only two I really listen to. Bad Mother Trucker just seems cheesy. It, it just, yeah. It's, that could be like in a commercial. See, man. the thing with that album, Soul, like Jenny did not need to get cut. <laughs> I, that's not a good song. I, that's not a good song. That one did not need to, how it got past all the stages of like the development and the producing and everything, I have no idea. That one did not need to be on there. I'll just, I'll, I'll go on a little rant here. Okay. Go my, for it. Part one. So Eric Church is always saying my, my albums, they're an art. They should be listening, listen to beginning and end. Yeah. It, it all flows. Yeah. It's supposed to tell a story like all together. And yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say all those albums tell a story, but I think all the songs are like fitting mm -hmm. and they kind of just gel. Right. Yeah. But like uh, put that or what is it? Stick that, Stick that in your country song. song. Yeah. So, I, first of all, that's, that song came out in a, whole, a year, like a, more than a year before the album was released. Or, or maybe it was close to a year. Still, that's way too long. It came out last summer. I, I lost interest. And then it's like that doesn't even fit the album it's on. A lot of the songs just don't gel together. So right there, it just doesn't feel like an Eric Church album. It, it feels like exactly what he said. He went up into the mountains. And wrote 26 songs or whatever 28 songs 28, 28 days. it feels like it it feels like he was at work and he had to make a quota and so he just brushed it and he <laughs> like I, the I, cops are sitting at like the busy intersection trying to get all like the yes, speedy tickets yes, the or he's a salesman trying to get his quota it's just and then and don't get me wrong i love eric church but this is just a, a disappointment my dad says my dad said it really well he goes it feels like he's trying to be an artist rather than just a country music singer like you look at you look at Stapleton, 
he's true to himself and people still see him as an artist, but he makes real country music. He doesn't switch up what he's always done. And one guy who's taking over Eric Church's spot as the underground kind of like tough guy, like party scene guy in, in country music is Luke Combs. He's yeah. doing exactly what, what Eric Church did. I'll, I'll give Eric Church this. When Eric Church was that bad boy of country music and things like that, I would say his songs had a little bit more substance than, than Luke Combs. But um, with Luke Combs talking about doing a, a, a bluegrass album, that's really got me excited. And uh, like his, just some of his songs, like, it, uh, what is it? Uh, when You're Leaving, or what is that song called? Even Though You're Leaving. Even Though You're Leaving, yeah. That, that, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty good song. So he, he does have that. I just wish he had a little bit more substance than... than uh, some of the songs do but I think he's taking over right where Eric Church left off I, I did wasn't a huge fan of Desperate Man and wasn't a huge fan I, of Heart and Soul I I'm not saying I did dislike him but you you know I just feel like he's those albums yeah those much. those albums don't leave you coming back and okay hold on this is totally just random but you know who's <laughs> keeping me coming back is uh is Zach Brown's new song uh okay Luke Combs right. wrote that put that on the shelf that we'll come back to good. that that sounds good put that on the shelf we'll come back to that um no I, Eric Church like he's he's going to like like an experimenting phase and it's just I get it like you evolve and you grow as an artist but like his sound and everything has changed so well, much do, do you remember when we saw him um and his encore no, oh my dude, god it was like he was trying to I, I don't get it. I don't get it because someone, I, I think he's trying to get deep and I think it's, some of it's like um, he's done with that party scene because he, he I can understand not wanting to be Luke Bryan, 40 years old, singing one margarita, but, <laughs> but what he what he was doing is is different. Like there are still guys who are 50 years old who still go and crack beers with their buddies. That, that stuff you can relate to and that's kind of what his songs are about. And I feel like, I feel like, as well, I really like Mr. Misunderstood, but I feel like that's when it started changing into him trying to be a little deeper once he had his son. Mr. Misunderstood, don't get me wrong, great album. That's a solid album. But you, you, you get what I'm saying. It, it felt a little different than Eric Church's last albums. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And The Outsiders with- was experimental, but still kick ass. It still felt like Eric Church. Mr. Misunderstood still great album but it was just different i liked it but you could kind of see you could kind of see it forming into this i feel like yeah. i yeah with desperate man he kind of that was like hit and miss with that one um it could but, have been one this this heart and soul could have been one album it seems like he got a bunch of songs that that i you make a 11 album uh 11 songs. 11 song album thank you yeah off of this triple album that he it's, did yeah it seems like you're in a room and you're have all these songs you're like all right what are the good ones what can we pull from here and it seems like he said none we're making a triple album yeah i mean you could have gone with uh i love people break heart of the night russian roulette Russian roulette, really good ones yeah. off of heart and then i mean 
if you want to stick with the heart theme, like you can keep your uh, heart on fire. Hell of a view is good. Hell of a views off soul. You throw that in with the heart album. Leonard Skinner Jones was good. There, there, there are there was enough songs to make a great album. Yeah, Leonard Skinner Jones is awesome with the ending. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean you you could have made one fantastic album out of songs from all three, but then you throw in all these other ones. Um, like whole bunch of nothing that one it's okay jenny we already talked we're not even gonna mention it again you know what these reviews might get better for eric church if he sends us a bottle of that damn whiskey (laughs) i'll tell you what yeah we need we couldn't find that that was disappointing um but i mean yeah i'm cody johnson's got his double album coming out like october november sometime around there i'm hopeful for that one because he he signed that huge uh, with that huge record label, uh, Warner Nashville, I believe it was, and he stayed true to what 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 has got him to this point, and he's always stayed true. He's never bought into the what sells or anything. So, I'm mean, maybe he's just got so many good songs that he just wants to put out. But uh, I mean, I, I guess another double album, technically, kind of on the way is Cody Cody Jinx. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call that a double album because that's two completely different things. You got, you got a metal one and then the uh, country one. The country one, yeah. For those that don't know, Cody Jinx, before he got into country music, was a metal, was in a metal band. So I, I know in a couple interviews, he said he remembers um, in one day walking up, buying tickets to go see George Strait. And then he went around the corner and bought tickets to. Uh, I think it was Metallica or something like that. So I know when we saw him, um, he was rocking a Metallica shirt. And that was like when he got uh, got sick on stage. Yeah. But is it like Kane, Kane, Kane by Nod or something like that is the name of his band? I can't remember what it's called. I mean, Ward Davis was talking about Yeah, it. that was the name of his, uh, he, he has like a whole band name for this metal album. And hell, if he's good, why not why not make country and metal just kind of have two bands like a like a Dirk Bentley has uh his, his normal band and then he's hot got country country nights. hot country nights i mean but why not man i I'm, I'm excited for this i was excited for sturgill though that makes me nervous what about the uh the this album coming out this year no, i got excited for for sound and fury oh and that was, yeah that was a letdown but I mean, I'm not that big into like psychedelic rock. I guess it was up for Grammys and stuff. So maybe I'm just not that deep. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited for it. It, it should be good. Do, do you know the name of what uh, the country album is going to be? For Cody Jinx? Yes. I cannot remember the name of it. I saw it in an article. Cody Jinx, I feel like, hasn't said too much about it himself. Um, He's always pretty quiet. About yeah. It. But I can't even think of what it is. Um, let me let me look. Oh, the new country album Mercy, and then his band name's Kane by Nod, and the title is None the Wiser. So should be exciting. Yeah. But all right. Back to Zach Brown band. Yes. All right. So I, earlier this year, like getting into summer something like that they released a song called same boat 
and I don't know if you've listened to that one too I much. Have, once or twice. <laughs> it literally starts off sounding like you're gonna get chicken fried, and then it goes into like a rip-off version of that, and they sing about Saint Bo instead. But, I remember not like just hating it because I remember from what the Zach Brown we did get, it seemed a million times better. Yeah. So I remember just hearing it and thinking all right, this is like way better than it was. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, of course I, I wasn't coming back to it, but I wasn't like disgusted. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I kind of reminded me kind of going back to like when they did songs like knee deep, um, kind of had that vibe to it, but it, yeah, it didn't really spark my interest, but then at the beginning of this month, they released two songs, uh, out in the middle and old love song. I like out in the middle. They are incredible. These two songs. Did I, Luke Combs write both of them? He co-wrote both of the songs with Zach Brown band. Um, and out in the middle, you can really hear it's got a mix of Zach Brown band and Luke Combs. The writing is very Luke Combs. Yeah, the writing of it is Luke Combs, but then Zach Brown band throws in their little kind of sound they're like a little jam band when they mm-hmm. go country yeah i love the the album artwork it's i like, can't say i paid too it's much like a attention field to it. and like birds are flying out of it it's it's blue i want to say it's really cool but yeah i, I mean i kind of wrote them off zach brown and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and say they're the next big thing in country music but this this was promising and i i i'm hoping we get an album kind of like this so I mean, I really like. Remember Jekyll and Hyde? Yeah, yeah. that was like like. Remember when they did Heavy as the Head? That was really good. I mean, if I you want to go that. experimental like that? I'm all for it. That was that's a good ass song. I, that album was so good. It has like Tomorrow Never Comes. That's a fantastic mm-hmm. song. Beautiful there. drug. Beautiful drug was different, but it was good. It mm-hmm. was. I just I want I. I don't know. I think Zach Brown, as everyone kind of knows, was going through a rough time. And yeah. so I think that's kind of what was showing. And then, and everyone was like, well, dude, you just got divorced. Make something like, uh, and I think I was guilty of it, like Highway 20 Ride. But, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, hopefully he's, he's moved on and, and got better and is on the right track to making what Zach Brown was. Zach Brown, before all this, Zach Brown was like top tier, like radio country, like great. Yeah, I saw them in concert right before he kind of like, made that little transition mm-hmm. transitional period in there um and he didn't do any of like the rapping or anything at our concert that we went to and i was like that was awesome to see him and then like a couple weeks later i see him doing uh what was that rap song he would sing I don't, dude i don't there was there was a couple there was swayze that was really bad um there was like somebody omw it was like on my way Oh, okay. Uh, and then there was one about like rapping about like Gucci, Gucci something. Yeah. It, I was fortunate enough. He didn't do any of that when I saw him in concert. And so I, I can't say I've written him off completely. I just, there's a period in there. I haven't listened to any of his albums for a while. Like I'll listen to the old stuff, but mm-hmm. none of that new stuff I really listened to. But then with these last two songs out in the middle and old love song, I'm like, damn, okay. Like I can get back into this. Like they keep, throwing them out like this absolutely i'll hop back on the train and everything it makes me happy because i was i remember this summer i was listening to uh i don't mean to keep going back to the song but highway 20 ride came on there and i, I like i got like sad i was like 
We're never I mean, gonna get this again. Between like that one, like colder weather. Oh gosh. Um, I can't think what some of their I other like, sadder ones are. Well, one song that I feel free like never, free is good. That's amazing. One song that never got enough love was a different kind of fine. Love that one. That's a good one. That never got like I don't know. I feel like that one doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah. But, oh, Sweet Annie. That's, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, dude, they had so many. No, that foundation, that album was incredible. Well, no, what was the one? Uh, there's a few off the one with My Old Man. Remember that album? Yeah, I can't remember what that one they was called. They had Roots on there. Roots, My Old Man. Yeah. There were um, some good ones. Yeah. No, and their other new song is uh, Old Love Song. That one's actually kind of cool because a lot of the weird lyrics come from names of old love songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of like cool twists of like the names of the songs and you know you throw them all together you end up making this really cool song about all of them yeah i'm i i I don't mind those songs those type of songs but i feel like it's a fad right now like a lot of people yeah you're just hitting a checklist of like can i hit this song this song this song yeah I, i feel like it's a little lazy but i mean heck it's a lot better than what we were getting from them i mean like uh song from another time old dominion did that and then you had 90s country by walker hayes it's just it's a lot of there's there's more i just i can't think of all of them but that that seems like a the new thing lately so i i don't hate those but i don't love them but this one with uh out in the middle that's a good song so check that one out maybe we might have a zach zach i almost said zach bryan got a zach brown like showing back up in in mainstream country radio because i feel like they weren't even getting played on country radio anymore like and trust me country radio will play anything holy crap uh, they won't play anything because they won't play any country they won't play any like sturgill or cody jenks or anything like that but um they'll play the ones that like they know will make it yeah they're kind of picky about that stuff but well, a little more recent. What do you think about I Need Your Love? I literally listened to that on my way over here. I listened to that on my way home from work today. <laughs> That's a really good one. I Just like from beginning to end, like it's got you and you're paying attention. You're listening, singing along. It's got the classic music video. Yes. Charlie Crockett always made. His music videos are awesome. It reminds me of like a Tarantino film. They are so like so well done, like production you know, like the lighting, like everything in it is done like perfectly, like it's executed well and it's really thought out. Like it's from beginning to end, his videos are incredible. I want to talk, like if we talk to him again, I want to know what's the deal with the, the phone that's always in his music videos. You ever notice that? I guess I can't say I paid too much attention. Yeah, there's always like a red phone, like the ones you like spin, like pick up like with the hmm. cord. So I don't, I don't know what the deal is with that, but um, I just want his wardrobe from his music videos. He's always looking all, sweet. Yeah, always looking fresh. Yeah, he's gonna be in Omaha. What? August seventh. Yeah, I'm so. looking forward to that. I mean, you're supposed to buy tickets. I don't know if you have yet. Yeah, but yeah, I'm getting on it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot coming up that we're gonna be seeing here lately or coming up. Um, right, we got Shelby Lee Low next week. Really excited to see him. Um, he's coming to Bucks Bar and Grill in Venice, yeah. Nebraska. That's gonna be awesome. We just missed his show last year. Like it was like right before we really started like listening to his music and everything. He had come and mm-hmm. done a show at uh Bucks and 
just miss out on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited awesome to, to see. see. But we got him, uh, Parker McCollum, and Flatland Calvary are going to be at the Seward County Fair. Which is that just seems unfair. Like one of those two should have to open for the other. Yeah, it's like, it just doesn't seem right. I I was kind of thinking about that. I'm like, I think Flatland is like technically considered like an opener for Parker, but I'm like, that's just. I feel like maybe outside of Texas, yes. Yeah, Parker, outside of Texas, Parker's definitely bigger. reached a wider audience with uh, Pretty Heart, really got him out there and mm-hmm. kind of got his name more recognition. And then Flatland, you don't hear on the radio here in Omaha, Nebraska. And so I, they're kind of that more down south Texas kind of scene, mm-hmm. um, and the, I, which works for them. They're super popular down there but oh, there's a lot of artists that just don't leave texas Let's yeah I, shoot i mean if you got the audience there there's more than enough people in texas to keep you um to keep coming to your concerts so i can't blame them for that but yeah we got those two and then charlie crockett the next day after that so we'll be keeping busy mike and the moon pies are coming too august uh 17th where are they gonna be at waiting room lounge oh okay so yeah i mean uh, oh gosh totally just lost my track <laughs> my bad um, but no, i mean yeah mike and the moon pies august 17th and they're releasing a new album the 10th hopefully they'll play some of that okay here's one thing we'll go back to riley green for a second so riley green performed july 3rd here in fremont nebraska uh, he had just released on july 2nd his new little EP album, whatever you want to call it, Behind the Bar. bar. Hey, you know what song got released on that again, though? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, the third time this song had been, like, released on an album or EP uh, was If It Wasn't For Trucks. He put it on there again, which we won't get into that right now. But he released this album on July 2nd. He didn't play any of them on July 3rd. Not a single one of them. played If It Wasn't For Trucks. Okay, that doesn't count. (laughs) But I was just kind of disappointed. I'm like, you just... I spent all day Friday and all day Saturday listening to that um, album, so I knew, like knew it. Yeah, it trust like, me. We were freaking driving there, <laughs> and you threw it on, and you knew like all the words. I was like, "Holy crap, dude!" Yeah, I, you gotta listen to them. You gotta know them. You gotta be prepared to sing them at the concert. And so I was kind of disappointed with that. So I Parker McCollum's releasing an album July thirtieth. Really hoping that he will. Uh, play those for his concert on the six i assume that he will mm-hmm. um rest of my life is gonna be on there i think that's one of like the main songs that one's incredible yeah i just remember what i was gonna say about parker mccollum uh i love the title of his new album gold chain cowboy that fits him perfectly yeah i mean where, where he's, he's from like houston or austin one of the big cities in texas and it's just he's just kind of got that swagger to him but also got that countryside mm-hmm. so i it's fitting for him and I, I like that little scene that's coming out of there that I don't I, I don't know what you call it I just I just kind of in my head I've always just thought of it as kind of like the party boy like country scene like it's Co Parker Colby Cooper Pecos all those guys Pecos coming out the new album yes Pecos is yeah they were they just announced that so that that'll be exciting i I mean, everyone loves this damn song, but there's there's a lot more to it. Dude, that. I, that's another person I'll play or another group that I'll listen to when I'm at the gym. Mm-hmm. I mean, between uh, Leave Me Lonely, um, 
this damn song and there's, shoot, there's a couple more that names are just escaping me right now, but they got some heavy ones on there. They, they're good. They're ones I can listen to all the time. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear what, what else they have to have to put out. It should be, should be some good stuff. Yeah. I heard when they came here though, with uh, Colby Cooper, uh, some people like they, their performance was up okay like it wasn't any like stellar performance i always feel like the the opener never sounds that great like like this like the i don't know if like the sound quality vincent neil emerson opened up for yeah but i i just feel like in the in like bigger venues like that or outdoors at like because he was at the slowdown okay i think he i think he uh the audio or i don't know i don't know maybe i'm just talking out of my ass but i feel like it's (laughs) like the the, all the audio stuff is kind of just set for the main act and they don't want to change it because i mean I, I brothers osborne when they opened for chris stapleton they're a good band and they didn't sound that great when we saw them and i saw josh ward open for cody cody johnson and josh ward's great artist he doesn't get enough respect but I, he was hard to understand like you could, i was like third row i could hardly hear what he was saying so it's just I don't know. I could see that sometimes. I, it depends on the show, I would say. Mm-hmm. I, For a show like that, I feel like they probably have a shorter, like, gap in between the opener and the... And and, and Josh, Josh Ward, where I saw him, was at the same venue Zane saw Colby and, and Pecos. Oh, slow down? Yeah, it was it was the same venue. Hmm. So, I, I don't... Maybe it's just that that venue. I don't know, but that's... I don't, I don't, I don't want to judge artists off if they're opening and they're, it doesn't sound that great. Cause I mean, sometimes it's just, I don't know, bad, bad quality for the audios or the amps. I don't know. I don't want to get technical because I don't know all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But no, I mean, with, uh, uh, Pecos on one day, they came here with Colby Cooper and now he's a signed artist and he's, he's coming back. Yeah. He's got two songs this summer. Uh, excuses boy and from uh, anderson county boy from anderson county so those two are pretty that's it he's got an album coming with it i think it's called boy from anderson yeah. county mm-hmm. yeah i'm really looking forward to that i mean those two songs are great i love oh it's I, an ep sorry well it's just those two songs for right now and yeah they came up with different out um artwork oh like, yeah no it officially it's, is an ep yeah i got gotcha. you spotify doesn't show that Dude, get Apple Music. No, no, Spotify. I like how I like how Spotify shows you like, oh, you're like 0.05% listener of Cody Jinx or something. Yeah. I think that's cool. Apple Music doesn't do that. Yeah, I was in the I think it was I was 0.5% of Flatland Calvary this year. I think that's what it was. You can already see it. it they did something like halfway through the year. I want to say they did it back in like May or June. Mm. And it's just like a dude, I think you were like. 0.01 percent for like sam hunt or something okay hold <laughs> up <laughs> no, we both know that did not happen no they did like a little kind of like midway through the year like which artists are going to be sitting at your dinner table and i think i had cody jinx flatland calvary and i don't even i can't even think of who the other one was now but it it's really cool that they do that kind of stuff it's kind of like interesting like to see if you are one of the people that listens to someone like so much or something like that. Oh, one thing I want to talk about just because we're a podcast and I want to bring something up pretty recently. And we can, I keep talking about sound and fury. I don't know why, but I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and he, it, there's a part in sound and fury where 
I guess, I don't know what song it is, but he gets in the car and he's flipping through the radio and it sounds like he stops on Alex Jones and that's uh, that's Joe Rogan doing an Alex Jones impression. Really? So technically, Joe Rogan is on a Sturgill Simpson album. I thought that was pretty good. That's hilarious. Yeah, Joe Rogan like admitted to it on, I don't I can't remember what podcast it was, but I listen to him all the time at work. That's so. awesome. Oh, um, can't think what else came out this year. Oh, I we kind of mentioned him. Uh, Vincent Neil Emerson came out with an album earlier this year. Oh, yeah. Um, I really, really like that album a lot. Yeah. Have you listened to it much on the vinyl? No, I, my, my record player's in Lincoln. I, I think I've spun the flexi disc a couple times. So, <laughs> yeah, Cole, Cole got shorted on the flexi disc. They kind of ran out. So, so that's a sore, sore subject. Yeah. Ordered them through homer's music and apparently they didn't get there weren't enough that were allocated to homer's music and so just the company itself that was shipping them out just decided who was going to get it and even though i ordered mine maybe 10 minutes after ben i i didn't make the cut apparently so um i was a little disappointed in that but i got my money back so i can't complain but and then uh midland they came out with last resort okay I I love that. Dude, the way they okay, talk about from bad branding from Eric Church's album to great branding was for the last resort. The way they just marketed that whole album, I was like, this is genius. Even though, of course, I think they get a lot of heat because they're really not these cowboys that are on the road smoking cigs and mm-hmm. sleeping in motels. But I don't know. The way they the way I know that's not them, but you I just buy into it every time. I'm like, these guys are so freaking cool. They are. And they do a great job. Like they have a great social media presence. Mm-hmm. And, they do. Uh, they're always advertising their merch. They have, I think it's a tequila that they're always uh, oh, yeah, they sponsoring do. or something like that. Um, well, they're just like the way they had it, like set up as like a fake hotel, like the last resort hotel. And they're the band that plays in the bar. Yeah. I thought, and there's like some number you could call i don't know i didn't do it but i called the when cutting grass came out i called the sturgill simpson one. Yeah. did you ever do that mm-hmm. that was cool yeah no i can't say i called the number either um or anything like that or you're supposed to text it and you get like links to videos or sneak peeks at songs oh, okay um but I, that one sunrise tells a story that's a phenomenal song off there uh then they got two it, it's called two to two step it, it goes, it takes two to two step, two to tango, two to wrangle uh, around this hardwood. Uh, and it's just like looking at title, I'm like, oh, that's going to be, that's an okay song. But then like, once I heard it, I was like, shit, this is really good. Like, Well, and then their, uh, I guess it wasn't technically a new one, but their album before at the Adobe Sessions, uh, or not, not, not Adobe session. Yeah, Sonic, that's where Sonic Rants. That's where Adobe, Adobe sessions, sessions was, was recorded. recorded. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. As soon as I saw it at the Sonic Ranch, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be freaking cool. Because I mean, yeah. I don't know if bad music gets recorded at that place. Yeah, that one was it was interesting. Um, I do like it though. Like it, it has grown on me over the summer and everything. But what's crazy is that was that was like their first yeah thing, and you can like they were really like experimenting with it at the beginning and everything before they really got into like what their sound is now. And I just think it was really cool. Like you can kind of see like where they started and where they've gone. Well, their version of 14 years on that album, how it's like a sadder sounding song. Yeah. I think is awesome. Cowgirl blues 
I like that song a lot, but at times I feel like it's hard to hear uh, the lead singer. Yes, I agree. That's kind of one of the issues I had with it too. I felt like some of them were the instrumental was kind of drowning out the uh, vocals and everything, but I just kind of, I've looked at the lyrics and stuff and then you're able to kind of like listen and read those and it's like, it's really good. It's really grown on me over the past couple months. Do you listen to uh, me and Lunsick at all? No. You, I, okay, so Grady Smith on YouTube kind of turned me on to him. I wouldn't say turned me on because I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but his song, Horses Are Faster, is so freaking good. It's so good. It I remember you like, playing that the other day. Yeah, it's such a great song. But then you listen to his other stuff, and it's like super poppy, exactly what will sell on the radio. Hmm. Like not and not the good stuff, not like John Party or Luke Combs, nothing like that. And it's like, and his whole like fallback is like, oh, I'm from Wyoming. I, I, this is this is just a fun take on country, and I just. I wish someone would get, because he used to be like in a bluegrass band in Wyoming. It was like him and his brothers. Hmm. But I wish someone would grab him and be like, dude, make more songs like Horses Are Faster. <laughs> but he's really taken off. And it, it bothers me that he's, that, that that's what took off. It's because I think there's so much better music within him. But I mean, he's just trying to catch a dollar, I think. Well, speaking of John Party, uh, I, I don't think you've listened to it yet. Oh, I heard about this. I know what you're talking about. He released a cover of uh, one of the uh, Metallica songs. And it was uh, it was really interesting. Let's just, that's really all I have to say about it. It was not what I was expecting from him. Well, I mean, I, I, of course, I haven't listened to it. But his, his uh, covers he did during quarantine with that uh the rancho fiesta session yeah or something those like were that. those were cool so the, that was awesome i, I love that one see i mean he covered tom petty right yeah yeah i think he did some tom um petty. he did some george Strait songs i think and it a couple was just like others like he's garage, hit, yeah it was, really it was just cool. a barn out back and um like neighbors ended up showing up and they just ended up like recording all of it it was really cool i was just shocked to see him release this song because i thought he was taking a break for a while because he postponed his tour or whatever because he was having like vocal cord issues or something like that um so i was just kind of like out of nowhere i saw that john party released a new song i was like oh like what's this gonna be like and just blown away that that's what it was not what i was expecting but I, he does a phenomenal job when he covers songs. I will give him that. Okay, big, big topic here for discussion. What are you, what are you expecting from this new Sturgill re record? I don't know. It. I'm. It's so says, excited. He said, "What? It's like songs for your mom and pa or something he said, like that." This is your papa's country. Your papa's country. So that that right there, I'm like, okay. But the only thing that makes me sad is he's basically alluded to this is his final album. He okay. said he's taken a bow and this is it. Did he say that when he posted about that one? Uh, no, he said it in an interview about it. Because, I mean, I thought my understanding was he's really like gotten a new love for music again after doing those two bluegrass albums. Like I thought he was really like um, kind of getting back into things and found his love for music again so I took it as like 
that kind of five album thing was kind of up in the air. He's always said five albums, and this will be his fifth one if you don't count Cutting Grass Volume One and Two, because he said if his fans raised enough money for some charities, I can't remember what, um, he would drop two albums. And these are just covers of everything but Hobo Cartoon, I Don't Mind, is covers of songs he's already put out. So I don't think he's counting those. And this is his fifth album. So he's he said, um, I put out three records in about a year. So I feel like I owe myself the music and the music a little space. Um, and then he, he said, uh, so this has been a gratifying greatest year of my career, but he's talked, he's, and then he also talked about how he wants to take a bow and uh, he said, I'm going to take my sweet ass time on this because I'm pretty sure I'm about to make my opus and then bow out and vaporize like Houdini. So <laughs> he's, he's always, he's always said that, that it was going to be five albums. And I, I think it's badass though. You, you, you'd want, you don't want to be that guy that, that just keeps pushing out music or, or being that, that coach that doesn't know when to hang it up. I mean, he's <laughs> at the top of his career. I mean, in such a short time, he has done so much, put out such good music. And there's like, no one's saying he can't be a part of country music. He, he's, he produces Tyler yeah. Shoulders. He wants to produce a post Malone country album. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and he, he's getting, he's getting the same band from Cutting Grass volume one and two. They're going to be on this album. Yep. So and he's talked about how this album, not like an Eric Church album or I don't know, others where they're like, oh, it's an art beginning to end. You have to listen to it. He's like, no, this is an actual story. Like, like not, it doesn't flow. It doesn't gel. You gotta listen like this. Each song like picks up from what I've gathered, picks up right where the next one ends. And I, I think that's awesome. I, it reminds me kind of like what Turnpike does with uh, Lori. And all their songs yeah. always like they're in there somewhere yeah but i think this is it's only going to focus on is it dude and juanita is the name of the <laughs> is the yeah uh, no i just the ballad of dude and juanita i i'm excited i think if this if this is his last album it's going to be perfect there's not going to be any complaints i just i just know it's going to be the best album of the year yeah i I think you said it to me the other day, or maybe your brother said it. Um, like Sturgill's gonna be like this small piece in like music history, but like he's gonna have like such a huge like impact on things. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, just those I, we tweeted this out. We said those bluegrass albums will be talked about for years to come. Those I, were phenomenal. I, I mean, really think so. I <laughs> you can't avoid like just the green and yellow the john deere the first one just catches your eye and him just sitting up on the uh, little lawnmower on the album well, you, artwork i i think a little bit is like you look at it and if, if you're just don't know country music you look at this and you're like oh my god what is this <laughs> like this is gonna be some hillbilly like redneck stuff and you listen to it and you're like holy crap but isn't it like the DDSS lawn services or something like that? Yeah, you could buy lawn. You could buy lawn. Yeah, I really, I almost bought the lawn signs and the shirts because like it's just the coolest like marketing ever. Like he was literally selling lawn signs that you can just you know go stick out in the yard and he put volume one on on cassette tape. I got it. Really? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Like 
you just did such cool things with those. And I was talking to my brother and I said, you might hate this. I think it would be the coolest freaking thing ever. If he's really going to bow out and disappear, I think it would be so cool if after this album, let it stick around for a year or two, wipe everything clean. Whatever you bought from him, like physical copies, that's all you have. That would be I freaking, and I could see him doing it because he's like so like mysterious and just, oh. I think that would be cool, yes. But you would be like a legend. I, I like, love listening to his music like in I the know, car know, or when I work at home. It would be like a, a myth or a legend. Like, dude, I have freaking, dude, his his price and records, it would Yeah, go. those ones that and, you have would be just and, priceless. It's just, I, I feel like, like 20 years, 30 years from now, like you would be like one of the few people who only have a Sturgill record. Like it'd be crazy. People, oh my God, it would be, I think it'd be so cool. I think that would be a really cool idea. I would just be, I, I listen to his music daily just from my Spotify account. And so like just being able to like, just losing that, that would suck. But I think it is a cool idea of literally the only thing that is left of his music then would be uh, his uh, records. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm excited because on one of the songs he's doing with Willie. And I mean, he's, I don't know, has he has he made a song with another country art? Of course, he did a hobo cartoon written with Merle, but I don't know if he's done one with another country artist, like featured one. None that I can think of right now. Yeah. And to have Willie, one of the like greatest like outlaw country singers still alive today, doing a song with him. I mean, I'm really excited. So I think it's, I'm looking, I think it's the only, this is the only one he's done with a, a, with a other country singer. Gosh, (laughs) couldn't think there. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm a big Willie guy. I'm a sucker for the uh, Highwaymen. So yeah, you can't go wrong with any of them. It's Juanita featuring Willie Nelson. I'm a little, little uh, curious because first song is, prologue the ninth song is epilogue and then the second song is old dude part one and number 10 is old dude part two Hmm. so i don't i don't know man it's 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 an exciting time and we also speaking of bluegrass we got billy strings dropping tomorrow yes we do he's releasing the lead single for his new upcoming album he's released several songs this summer one of them you don't like it's called wargasm it is really different but it's kind of grown on me i kind of like it um then he released uh a couple other ones not sure if these are going to make it on his uh new album or anything like that but he released the one was called globe and the other one was midnight on the stormy deep and that one he did with uh, Del McCory. That one was pretty good. I really like that. Globe, I can't say I've listened to too much of that one. Uh, he did that with Fences, though. And I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a bluegrass fanatic by any means. I like it. I just don't know who to listen to. Billy Strings and the Cut and Grass albums are the only ones I would really turn on. But I mean, like, Away from the Mire is a great song. Uh, Dust in a Baggie, Taking Water. And I, I wish I wish you could uh, you could hear Billy String's voice more in The Great Divide. 
Yeah, I know he wrote that with Luke Combs, but like really all you do here and there is Luke. Mm -hmm. And then you, there was a, I don't know if you've seen that video of Billy Strings. He was playing Circles by Post Malone, like bluegrass style. Yeah. I mean, that'd be so, that'd be so cool if they made a song together. What if Post, Billy Strings, and Luke Combs? I I think like Post and Luke Combs are friends. Billy Strings and I could really see Billy and Post working together. Well, I could really see that. Luke Combs is friends with Billy Strings, and Luke Combs is friends with Post Malone. Yeah, I could see all three of them. Yeah, but God forbid if Post Malone comes in here and tries doing like a Colt Ford stuff. Oh God. (laughs) No, but Billy Strings, his new single uh, for the forthcoming album he's releasing on the thirtieth. It's called Fireline, and it's got like a little 15 second video on his Instagram. And it's just like, all you see is like just smoke rolling over like some field and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I think that one's going to be a really cool story in that song. And so I'm really excited for that. I'm really looking forward to it. You know who you need to check out? I got introduced to the other day is Red South Hall. It's a band. They're like Southern rock, I'd say. I don't. I, I haven't dug too deep into them, but check them out at Red, Red South Hall. Red South Hall. All right. I don't want to make sure I get get it right. Red South Hall band. Oh, Reed. Oh my God. See, you see how little I've listened already. Gosh. See how little you can read too. No, I I, I was remembering <laughs> it wrong. Um, Reed South Hall. All right. My bad. Why Why by them is like one of the best songs I've heard in a long time. Okay. It's it's freaking. I wouldn't say the sound of it, but the way it was written kind of gives me like uh makes me makes me think of this damn song. Okay. It's really freaking good. So check them out. They're I don't know how I would describe them. Southern rock, kind of like Whiskey Myers. They're just different. I mean, as you can see, I'm showing Cole picture. They just they look southern rock to you, don't they? Yeah, I can see the Whiskey Myers kind of. It looks like a mix of Whiskey Myers and Colby Cooper to me. With the long hair. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I have, like I said, haven't listened to much of them, but what I've heard, a huge fan of them so far. Yeah. What do you say we end this with uh, our song recommendations for now? I got two of them I can think of right now. Okay. Well, you go first. So my, my first one's Why by Reed Southall. I all right. Uh, my first one was going to be... Uh, Rest of My Life by Parker McCollum. It's a really short song, but he just does such an awesome job with it. And I'm pretty sure I saw it somewhere. He wrote that, like he hopped out of the shower and just wrote it one day. Like that, wow. like just got out of the shower, wrote it in like 10, 15 minutes, something like that. And the results of it is incredible. Um, he did a phenomenal job with that one. And that's going to be on his album that drops on the 30th. But what do you got? I have The Promise by Sturgill Simpson. Okay. It's a cover, but he slows it down, makes it a little country. And I, I just, what he does to it really makes the lyrics jump out at you. That song, yes. when you, when you, the original one is kind of fun. And, but this, when he slows it down, you're like, whoa, this song is deeper than I thought. So he does a good job. He does a really good job of making songs that aren't, well, I guess, cutting grass, they are his songs, but turning it, turning it into a way that, you would have never known there was a there was a it was a cover it mm-hmm. just feels so like this is how it should have been this is how it should have been made and then you listen to the original one and you think the same thing so he just does a great 
he's got a great year for music, I think. Yeah. So The Promise by Sturgill Simpson and Why by Reed Southall Band. Yeah. Check those two out. My other one is going to be, uh, I love, uh, it's called Daydreamer. Uh, it's uh, off of Flatland's new album. It is just a really cool song. And I just, I love the kind of play on the words that they do. And um, they just talk about like how they're just like kind of harvesting dreams and stuff like that. And I just think it's a really cool uh, little upbeat, fun little song. So I really enjoy that one. So I'd say Rest of My Life, Park McCollum, and uh, Daydreamer, Flatland Calvary. Those are my two song suggestions for the week. Oh, yeah, or, man. For, I guess, the year so far, since we really haven't done this. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely try and pick up and, you know, just keep people updated with uh, what's out there, what's coming, and uh, things like that. Yeah. Go support real country music, especially those artists that have taken the time to be on this podcast and support your local record store because they're yes. badass. We don't want them to go away. So Yes, absolutely. But thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep trying to throw some more stuff out there for you. Yes, it's coming back. We're back. In an outlaw state of mind.